0: Welcome to Why Sew, the podcast where some of your favorite sewing personalities and rising stars share what motivates them to create using needle and thread. I'm your host, Jason Prater, and with me today is Jessica Barrera, the founder and owner of Sally Tomato. If you're not familiar with her company, it's a fantastic line of bag patterns and all sorts of other fun fabrics. I'm super excited to get to speak with Jessica today and find out why she sews. So welcome to the podcast, Jessica.
1: Thanks, Jason. I'm so excited to be here. I love salty products and using them for my bags. Um, Yeah, just a little bit about me, just super brief. I actually went to college for entrepreneurship and I've been sewing all my life. And I'm just really fortunate to be able to turn my passion into a career now and it started out just with me and now we have a team of over 20 so I'm just so grateful that everybody's loving the patterns and the supplies and all the designs.
0: Awesome. Well, geez, uh, you know, I always ask kind of kind of out of the gate of, of everybody that I've interviewed so far. When you introduce yourself to people, do you call yourself a sewist, a seamstress, a quilter, crafter, omnicrafter, embroiderer? I mean, I assume you do a little bit of all of those things. I, I've seen a lot of stuff that you do, but how do you first identify?
1: Sure. Yeah. I consider myself a bag maker. I do other sewing and quilting and garment making, I've done paper piecing, embroidery I do love to do and incorporate onto the bags. But yeah, definitely a bag maker is what Ag- I can Bag maker. <laughs>
0: oh, that's awesome. And
1: how did you
0: get how did you get started sewing in the first place? I mean, what's your first memory of sewing?
1: Yeah. So my mom taught me how to sew, much like a lot of people. And I was making quilts for my dolls and different clothes and things. And it just stuck with me over the years. It just—it was such a rewarding hobby to be able to pick the fabrics with my mom and pick out a pattern and be able to create that. And I've tried other hobbies over the years, but I've always come back to sewing. It's just a really fun hobby to have. And there's so many different things that you can make. I've just really enjoyed it ever since I was a little girl, really. And I worked at a quilt shop in high school and in college, so I was really lucky to to work there and kind of see the the industry side of things and learn about pattern designers, and I didn't realize how big the industry was, and... Uh-huh. realized that I could make a career out of it. So that's kind
0: of how it all started. Yeah. So your eyes kind of got open to that side at, at a much earlier age, I guess, than some people mm-hmm. working at a sewing store in high school. You had to be somewhat of an anomaly in your friend group there, right?
1: Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Everybody else is working at fast food joints and retail stores selling clothing and whatnot. You're at a sewing store. What What did your friends think about that?
1: <laughs> yeah, they... Well, I kind of joked that I was the old lady of the group because I did quilting and all that, but they were all envious. We had sewing nights together and I y'all made PJs and pillowcases. And so it was fun, kind of their intrigue and teaching them how to sew too. But
0: did, did any of your friends take up the hobby as a result of that?
1: Um, it kind of went away in college, but now they've reached out again and I have some other friends and we have some sewing mates. And so I'm trying to get my friends to start to sew too.
0: <laughs> Tell them got to join this wave that we're on here, you know, getting young people back involved in, in sewing. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. So I mean you mentioned your your mom really was your first teacher. I mean, did you have any other professional training outside of that? Or really is it just a learn as you go kind of thing? Or how, how did you how did you hone your skills primarily?
1: Yeah, yeah. So I, I have taken quite a few sewing classes. So our the shop that was closest to us was Nancy's Notions. And so there were some educators there that I signed up for a lot of classes, but mostly self-taught and with a lot of the online content and on YouTube. And I read a lot of books. I have a large collection of books. I just love reading patterns. (laughs) I have a lot of patterns too, and just kind of tried different techniques. And I love the the challenge of it too. So if there was a pattern and I want to learn how to do that style of pockets, or... So yeah, a lot of self-taught. I've never went for pattern design or drafting or anything like that. So I stuck with the the business side. I knew how to do the sewing and I, I could figure that out. But that's kind of why I went more towards entrepreneurship for my education. Okay.
0: So when you were going to college, did you already have it in your mind that you wanted to make sewing a career or... Did that just kind of happen while you were in school for entrepreneurship?
1: Yeah. So in school, I started out as marketing because I wanted to go into business, but I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. But then I still really loved teaching. So then I ended up switching to elementary ed and I student taught for a while and I'm so soft-spoken. I couldn't control the classroom very well. I, they were a rambunctious group of kids. So I, I didn't think that was for me. So I switched back to business and went for entrepreneurship and Yeah, I had no idea what I was going to do, but the quilt shop that I was working for, she brought me to my first quilt market and I made some connections there. And I had started an Etsy shop in college, making things and selling them. I was making these dog beds and they were really popular. And my mom said, why don't you make a pattern? And then you don't have to sew them all and you can have everybody else make their own and teach them how to do it. So I typed up some instructions. And I pitched it to Nancy's Notions since I had connections there and they put it in their catalog and I was really hooked on this pattern design. And I, I, I did a bag and a table runner pattern and, it just kind of evolved from there. I started bringing on some hardware because from working in the, the quilt shop, I knew that when we I was helping customers looking at the back of the pattern and they were kind of frustrated if they didn't have the supplies that they needed. So that's why I started bringing in the purse hardware. I knew if I was going to design these bags, I needed the supplies to go with them. And yeah, I, I continued to work at the quilt shop. And as I went to, to college and did this pattern design on the side, and after college, I decided to go all in on my business and I stayed at home and was, had the website up and started filming tutorials and it just kind of I <laughs> became my business um, or my job. So
0: that's awesome. So that was your first pattern line or your first patterns, your, the dog bed that you started selling. Did you sell that under the Sally Tomato name already?
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I I had my, when I was making things and selling them, I was Sally Tomato and it evolved into the patterns too. So Sally's my middle name and then tomato, like a pin cushion. And Sally Tomato is also a character from Breakfast at Tiffany's. I love classic movies. And so all of the patterns I design are named after classic movies, but yeah, I I think the name helped people remember and it kind of stuck out and (laughs) made them wonder who is Sally Tomato. So.
0: Yeah, there's definitely something in the name. I think I wanted to call you Sally for the first—I don't know how many years that we've uh, worked together in in some capacity. I always want to say Sally. No, it's not Sally.
1: Hey, that's okay. I'm only. A lot of
0: people call me that. You might think I'm I'm getting on to you or something if I call you Sally.
1: No, no. <laughs>
0: Maybe only if I said Jessica Sally, (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: (laughs) then you'd be in trouble, right? (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) So, I mean, obviously you like sewing bags and that, that seems to be your thing, but I still got to ask, I mean, is that the thing that you enjoy most to sew or are there other things that you like to sew when you're not sewing bags?
1: Um, Yeah, bags are my favorite. I love the challenge of the different shapes and pockets and features that you can add and all the the hardware and different fabrics like the cork or leather. So there's just so many possibilities there. But I do really like uh, paper piecing and embroidery. I don't do them enough. And actually... I stay away from garment sewing. I, it's probably the most challenging type of sewing for me, but I definitely want to learn that again. <laughs> <laughs> With Thanks. my kids now, it would be nice to sew them like, little matching outfits and things
0: like that. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask that. Do you sew for your kids uh, at all currently?
1: I've made some things for their room, like curtains and pillows. and They've grown so quickly that I haven't really had the chance to make them clothes for them yeah. to fit into, so it's definitely on the
0: list <laughs> how about gifts do you ever make handmade gifts for people and and if so do you have any any memorable gifts you've ever given out to people
1: oh yeah for my family it does request <laughs> a lot of bags and I love doing those but I also like doing other crafty things too like candles and jewelry and so, usually, my gifts, they incorporate some kind of fabric or some other stuff too. But yeah, it's it's a lot to to sell gifts yeah. for the whole family. Yes. So I always envy people who, who do that every
0: year. Yeah, there's definitely something very meaningful in the amount of time that you have to spend to create something handmade for somebody. I've heard lots of really, really heartwarming good stories uh, when asking that. And I've heard some not so good uh, when people don't appreciate those gifts the way you think they ought to, right? Right. Yeah, that's true. So whenever you're sewing bags or, or anything else for that matter, do you have kind of like some favorite tools or sewing notions or other kinds of products that are just sort of your must haves in your sewing room?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some of the things that, I always use, surprisingly, a stiletto. It's really helpful for guiding fabrics through the machine. And it takes a little bit of practice to get used to. But now I always have one by my machine and at my work table. Wonder Clips are another one, just with all the thickness of bags with the foam and Mm -hmm, work and different mm -hmm. fabrics. And my go-to for thread is polyester thread. It's a lot more stable for sewing with those fabrics, the thicker fabrics. And yeah, since I've been selling a lot of purse hardware, I usually have a rotary punch on hand. So that's for any type of hardware that gets screwed on or if it's for purse feet or rivets, it's really helpful. But those are probably my, my top ones that I always have handy. And also lots of like different glues and adhesives are super helpful for making straps or holding down the applique pieces because some of the fabrics can't be pinned. So the the tapes and glues
0: help. Awesome. Now you mentioned polyester thread. I I know you've used our Polydeco before. Do you use that in construction on your bags as well as uh, machine embroidery on them? Yes.
1: Yeah, that's what I use for the construction, the top stitching, embroidery, really the whole project. I love using the Polydeco.
0: Awesome. Now, I mean, you mentioned that you're really close to Nancy's notions. You know, are there any particular people there? You, you mentioned a couple of different educators and obviously the namesake there, Nancy Zeman. Are any of those people consequential in your own career or, or anybody in particular that helped you in some way to push you down the, the road that you've been on?
1: Yeah, that, Yeah, I guess that's uh, tough to say because there, there have been so many people I had. It was like a, a family, really. I worked in the retail store and one of the ladies, she taught me how to do merchandising in the store. So every time a new catalog would come out, she had me help her and we'd organize all the fabrics and display all the new samples. And that was really fun to be able to do and a fun challenge. And then uh, the managers there, they they really pushed me to to take on more tasks in the retail store other than just checking out at the register. And I was able to help the production team make some samples and help with their big swing weekend event so i kind of was pulled in to other areas it was quite a big company And yeah, everybody was really close knit and worked together between the different areas of the company, too. So we knew everybody in the warehouse and the warehouse manager there, too. We still keep in touch. And he's actually given us some advice for our warehouse, which has been really helpful. And it's really nice to have those relationships. I had a lot of moms growing up in the retail store. So lots of advice going through high school, going through college and yeah, so it's great to, to still keep in touch with a lot of those people that made such a difference.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, you, you also have a retail store, correct? Or you did have a retail store.
1: Yeah, we do have a retail store. It's just open one day a week since we do a lot of online and wholesale.
0: You sell sewing machines uh, from that store? or What does that store encompass? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, we do have some classes. We do sell sewing machines. Some cottons and sulky thread, of course, ah, yay. <laughs> and um, our bag-making kits. Everybody likes to see the samples in person, so it's kind of our, our showroom. And then if anybody wants to pick up an online order or have a class, that's kind of what it's about.
0: Oh, cool. That's a little different combination, I guess. Brick-and-mortar store owner only open once a week, but with an online shop. I suspect that the last couple of years have made some dramatic changes in, in how you thought you could do business, haven't they?
1: Yeah, for sure. It's it's hard to, to run the online and then have the retail store. So, yeah, we definitely focus more on social media and building up the brand and sharing the tutorials versus the, the in-store experience. So hopefully down the road, we'll be able to be open a little bit more again, but yeah, <laughs> that's how it is for now.
0: That's awesome. Now, is there any kind of sewing technique or something in sewing that you haven't yet tried that is kind of your on your sewing bucket list of things you would like to try or do? Uh, I know you mentioned that you'd like to do more garment sewing but that's you know something that you've done before and haven't done maybe as much of is there something else that's just gosh I've never tried that I sure would like to try
1: X. Mm -hmm. I think working um, with ribbons a little bit more too I've seen and or actually applique is another one that I think there are lots of possibilities there and that could be either on quilts or Any type of project, really, I think working on that would be something that I'd like to try a little bit more.
0: Awesome. Now, how about what are you sewing right now? What are you working on right now? What's the main sewing project in your sewing room?
1: Well, right now we're doing an Around the World series. So we've been Every month featuring a different country and with fabrics and a design kind of inspired by that country. So we're also working on projects for 2023, and we're going to do a time warp series. So we're going to start back in the Middle Ages, and then every month come out with a different bag, leading up to the future. And um, oh, very cool! Kind of incorporating some historical designs and then some futuristic ones. And so I think the fabrics will be really neat to work with, and it's always fun to come up with a different challenge for every year just to kind of inspire our audience and to challenge us to just think a little bit more creatively too. So yeah, lots of stuff in the works.
0: Uh, patterns are so cool. in that fact that, you know, what's old is new again. Right. Mm-hmm. And you can go really far back apparently to the middle ages.
1: Yeah. 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 <laughs> When the first bag came about. So
0: that's fantastic. Now, how about when you're not sewing? What do you enjoy doing outside of sewing? I know, I know you're probably super busy running a business. You've got two small kids, but is there something else that, that you enjoy doing?
1: Yeah. So since I sew a lot for work during the day, I kind of get my sewing fixed <laughs> during the day. And then after work, of course, I, I try to spend as much time as I can with the kids, go to parks and swim and all that. But I, I love doing yoga. And actually, going ATVing and snowmobiling and just camping, being outdoors as much as possible. So, while the weather is nice, we're trying to fit all that in, going on winter hikes and ice fishing and all that too. So, just a variety of things.
0: Very cool. So, now your husband, he is involved in the business as well.
1: No, he, well, he used to be, he helped really get me off the ground and help fulfill orders. And he worked full time while I was starting up my business. So that way I could focus on that. And yeah, he now has a separate job and then stays home part time with the kids. So that way I'm able to go to work full time. And he's very supportive.
0: (laughs) That's fantastic. Uh, it's kind of a trend that I see. I mean, it's, uh, we have an industry that's full of so many successful women in, in a lot of instances, but uh, you see many, and I've seen it all over the place, but a lot of times it's women that have transitioned from a prior career to finally getting to be in the sewing world, uh, you know, and, and pursuing their passion. And And usually there's a guy behind the scenes that's super duper supportive there. Kind of the other way around in lots of other industries, but in this industry, because it's primarily a lot of business women. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a neat thing to see.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And it's neat talking to other designers too and hearing their stories. And everybody is just there's some empowering stories out there. And and sewing is grown to be such a great industry for to
0: create careers out of for a lot of women so yeah well i've always kind of in the podcast on this question but i always kind of said as an industry that we're really not selling thread and stabilizers and fabric and patterns and 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 whatnot but what we're really kind of selling is the feeling of accomplishment the satisfaction that someone gets from creating with their hands do you agree with that And, and if so how how has that feeling or that idea sort of manifested itself in your own career and journey? Oh, absolutely.
1: We have had so many customers email in or post on social media that it has helped them through a sickness or a loss or the pandemic. And their stories are just so inspiring. And every time we hear them, we share it with everybody and, and thank them for, for sharing it with us. Yeah, it just motivates us to continue on and to keep inspiring and I I think from working in the quilt shops helping the customers hearing their stories and teaching locally and nationally I think that I learn every time that I teach from everybody and it helps with writing the patterns, making it easier for them, more accessible, and trying to get the next generation into sewing too. So yeah, it it is such a good feeling to know that we're helping so many people. And just kind of a, a side note off of that, my dad, he used to repair sewing machines and just hearing how happy the, the people were to have their sewing machine repaired and they could sew again, and so it, it's really great to hear everybody's stories and see their their projects too. That sense of accomplishment, and they they actually could they made it, and it was easier than they thought. And
0: yeah, yeah, I always always sort of feel like that that idea or that notion of accomplishment too is why there are so many successful business women in our industry because of that too. Like it gave them the confidence to ultimately start a business and stick to it and and run and run the business i feel like there must be some kind of correlation there between the actual <laughs> hobby itself and and what you can get from it and the ability to actually run a business and and be confident enough to do all of the things that are necessary uh, behind the scenes
1: mm-hmm. I think you're onto something Jason is <laughs> so powerful <laughs> and just to all the, the historical quotes too. And from generation to generation, it's just incredible. The, the things that, you know, all the, the teachings that get passed on and yeah. it just continues on. So.
0: How do we communicate that to the next generation of people and get them to, to believe that and, and want to do it? Not just, you know, not really just convince them, but, but really to introduce them to this awesome hobby that has so many positive aspects to it. I mean, what, what, how are you doing that? How are you going after the group of young women, uh, young men even, and trying to get them to start sewing? What, what, what do you do to try to attract those people and compete with all of the other things? that could occupy their free time.
1: Yeah, I, that's the answer that we're all looking for and challenge ourselves with all the time. But like I mentioned before we started the podcast or, or earlier, I we wrote a trend report at the beginning of the year based off of um, Pinterest predicts and kind of what they thought that mm-hmm. would be popular throughout the year. So some of the things were electric colors and checkerboard pattern and fur and uh, avant-garde, sparkles. So all those things we incorporated throughout the year into different projects. We just came out with checkerboard coasters. We did a roll-up checkerboard pattern. I have a checkerboard quilt coming out later. And then another thing, uh, I guess, that was trending was making homes for cats or like cat houses and Mm. um, different pet beds out of thrifted things. So we tried doing some different thrift lip projects and repurposing, just really testing. It's always a risk because it could be hit or miss, but I think Mm -hmm. it's worth the risk to try to see if it would catch, you know, somebody else's attention that might be interested in, oh my gosh, I could make that. And so it's been an interesting year just trying that out and incorporating some of that. And some of the trends weren't sewing related at all so we tried thinking of fresh ways to to incorporate it into sewing too mm-hmm. and maybe a little bit more on the crafty side so pinterest and tiktok all those new platforms we've been trying to utilize to try to catch their the next generation's attention and make
0: it fun and easy. I'll, I'll be interested to see how that goes. I know that especially in brick and mortar retailing within our industry can sometimes be off-putting maybe to younger people when they walk in the door and they don't see things that are attractive to them specifically. So, you know, trying to be more on trend with with what's going on in the ready the ready-made market, whatever that looks like, whether it's clothing or home decor or Whatever. So, yeah, I'd be interested to see or hear the results of how that goes for you, if it means a lot of growth or, you know, more new customers coming in that haven't been sewing before.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's been a lot of excitement and so far it has been going over really well. So. It's been fun for us and
0: fun for them. Cool. Well, Jessica, thank you for coming on with us today. I'm happy to hear things are going well for you guys and look forward to maybe seeing you somewhere down the road in person again. Who knows? Maybe we'll actually be at a trade show again one day or something like that.
1: Yeah, I hope so.
0: Well, so if our listeners would like to learn more about you and your business and what you do, they should visit com. correct? So that's S-A-L-L-I-E tomato.com. Yes.
1: Yeah. You can find us there and links to all
0: the tutorials and social media on our website. Fantastic. Thank you. Well, Jessica, thanks again and look forward to seeing you sometime soon.
1: Thanks, Jason. Take
0: care. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Why Sew with Sulky. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and join us again for more fun stories that are sure to inspire your creativity. You can find more info and links for today's episode at sewingonline.sulky.com.